a king of the snark with your Jam Blagoyche. Send Snapchats to the girls from the one bedroom at Meriton Apartments. Worked in corners all week just to spend this cash tonight. The boys are pumped like the girls' lips are. Let's smash the night away. Hey, jingle bells, dim chest smells on some Versace spray. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a brand new Hyundai. Hey, Borges sells, Daniela yells after 14 fucking shots. Who cares about work next week when you took the Monday off? Yeah! <laughs> What's going on? All right. Welcome to the Distab Podcast. Just thought I'd get into the Christmas spirit a little bit, you know? Get a got 15 things open i'm trying to mix live bro yeah coordination station coming out you here another round of applause for you guys tuning in got myself uh the spotify rap this week and uh thanks to you guys it's 28 countries are listening to this podcast uh tens of thousands of people uh now tuning in to the show weekly uh what else did it say it said it's one of the, it's in the top five percent of podcast uh probably in australia i don't know if it's worldwide but it's top five percent in australia a highly dedicated uh listenership that's gone on uh so it's it's uh they say that the the personality type of the gladiators is the devotee so you guys are devoted to this show uh and i mean you should be this uh what am i gonna say i'm gonna deny it it should be devoted the show's the show's great bro show's cracker bro show's cracker show's cracker you know what that word needs to be stopped being used you know cracker no bro it's, it's cracker it's cracker bro everything's cracker my pants are cracker this manusha's cracker the drugs are cracker my fucking brain's cracker stop saying it all right, it's it's just it's the dumbest word, cracker. And this is the funny thing about just people in general. They just hop on to that bandwagon just saying cracker, it is what it is. I don't I'm not here to fuck spiders. Um the miso soup, that's a new one. Nah, bro, I gotta go ask the miso. Gotta ask the miso soup, you know what I mean? Done. People are saying done all the time. You know, hey bro, you wanna go out on the weekend? Done. It's done. No, it's not. Dimitri, it's not done at all. It's a Tuesday, and we've said this 14, 14 times and never come to fruition. Don't say done before it's done. Like the missus, she asked me to do the dishes. I said, no worries. I didn't say done because they weren't done. Even now, they're in the sink. So, I mean, be a bit precise with the words, you know. Just stop, stop saying cracker. I don't know. You can say cracker if you want, but to me, it's just... It's overuse. It's been done. It's played out, as as they say in America from New York. And your style's played out. Like, it's played out. Flipper, switcher, do something else. Good way to start the program here anyway. I dissed that podcast. Uh, tweaked my ankle yesterday. You know, opening wogalogs, you don't know where they're going to take you. I don't know where it's going to take me. For me, it's I'm just sitting here. Got some acid reflux. I don't know why. Um... I'm on a diet. Uh, I rolled my ankle yesterday. A couple topics we can talk about. I'm on a diet. So let's just say by the time this podcast comes out, I'll be 90 days alcohol free. Give it up. Give it up at home driving the Hyundai i30. Give it up, Bear. 
because that's uh, the longest I've ever gone without alcohol since I was born. So I think I had more alcohol in my formative years between zero and seven than I have in the last 90 days. You know, every now and then sneak a little sip of VB from my dad back in the day, have a little shot of rakia when I was nine years old, you know, after soccer training, I want to wind down a little bit of a nice warm shot of rakia at my grandfather's house when he was in the shower and he'd take 20 minutes, who knows why, but I'd just grab a little shot of rakia and just smack it down and then go bashing my friend up in the garage, you know, and throwing boxes of Kleenex tissues at his head because I was so pumped up. 90 days, bro. It's been um, it's been an, o- an eye-opening experience. Not to say that I'm, it's anything phenomenal. I mean, people go f- like from full alcoholism to never drinking alcohol ever again, you know, 10 years, 20 years. This guy, Russell Brand or whatever his name is, that guy was a jank and he turned into just a guru now and, and wears hemp clothing and, and – um, you know, has millions of people following him. And that guy doesn't drink anything, not alcohol, not um, no drugs, nothing like that. Uh, for me, it's been the first couple months were challenging, I would say, definitely challenging because your whole brain needs to change your perception of the world. There is no going back to like having a little escape. So there's no escape. Uh, you're staying sober throughout all the trials, of life, whatever it may be, arguments or whether it's like difficulties, work, mental health, physical health, you got to stay, you know, sober throughout that stuff. And and that's something that was challenging for me for probably the first six to eight weeks, I would say wasn't the easiest of um, journeys at that point. But the last four weeks has been all right. Uh, something's changed in my brain, I would say now, and it's more like... Um, I know, it's at ease. Like, I feel like I've got more control over whatever's happening in my head emotionally. Uh, I've got more control over my thoughts, more control over my actions, much more impulse control. I'm not really that bothered in regards to um, leaping at every passing car. Uh, that's something that I've always had a problem with. Impulse and jumping at things was always a, an issue of mine. Uh, it's a deeper, it's a deeper issue, as Chris D'Elia says. It's a deeper issue. It is like it's something from childhood, the way that you you manage your stress, hormones, and stuff like that. Doc, Dr. Gabor Mate, uh, some Hungarian bloke with little eyes that are close together, he's saying, yo, yo, if you have ADHD, yo, it's a coping mechanism, bro. When you were young, your father slapped you in the face with wet fish and you cannot say anything living communist country and uh, you you create coping mechanism for left for right for go this way that way make sure not cry makes your father think you weak little bitch snitch throw you in ditch you know and he's like he reckons that the adhd is that i don't know if i've got adhd but you know i've got something like everyone does but the the beauty about going into the fray, going into the silence, going into the uh, the sober kind of life, is you've got to assess that shit. You can't run away from it. I was listen- listening to Kendrick Lamar this morning and his newest album, uh, Mr. Morale and the uh, Big Steppers, Worldwide Steppers or some shit like that, I listened to it. It's a fantastic album as an art piece for hip-hop from start to end. Um, it's very arty, it's very weird, talks about a lot of his journey. Uh, I think he went into a, like a sober rabbit hole 
and it's worked for him, bro, because that album is a, it's like an, it's like the hero's journey of enlightenment. I loved it. Like I, the first time I listened to it, you listen to an album because you want something to pump you up, to psych you up. Um, but this time I listened with intention. I listened with, um, yeah, with attention as well. And the stuff that he was saying was fantastic. He did say, he mentioned he had a writer's block. He couldn't break for two years. That's a big thing, bro. If you're a creative like I am, obviously, um, and you're relying on that part of your brain to give you ideas, thoughts, creations, um, which in turn turns to products and a livelihood, this guy, he's probably got 15 million in the account anyway, but he went through a, a break of creativity, like they call it a writer's block. And I'll go through that momentarily as well. And it's not it's not a good thing. It's actually really, it starts to make you doubt yourself. That can happen in real estate, for example, or can happen in, in other ventures in life, no matter what you're doing. You could be a sailor and then you start getting afraid of the ocean for some reason. You know, something freaks you out. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, am I even a sailor anymore? You know, uh, this, these are the things that's the, the devil and the, the angels, as they say. It's an easy way to simplify the good and the bad thoughts that come through your head to try to dictate your emotion in your life. But for Kendrick, it was like he was in a writer's block. He's got a song where he's arguing with his missus hard and they're swearing at each other and bringing up all this resentment and anger. You can see that he didn't just create that. He's seen that. He's most probably been through that. He's got a couple of kids, so I'm sure that he's you know looked at his missus as just a massive handbrake and she's looked at him as a yeah, massive speed bump. But whatever, like that's just what he's writing about and he talks about his uncle abusing his mum. Just crazy cool shit, man. But at the same time, the music's great. It's edgy, industrial, it's jazzy, it's hip-hoppy. Um, get into it, bro, if you can. Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. I'm not getting kickbacks off that. I'm not getting any money off uh, Kendrick Lamar. K-Dot, you should send me some, bro. May let me interview you because I think you're actually a phenomenally creative person. I'm not going to use the word genius, all right? Geniuses invent things that are phenomenally um, original that – haven't been done before. So there's no, I don't believe there's many geniuses out there. Kanye West is not a genius, uh, in my opinion. Uh, sorry, sorry, you're just ripping off other people that made music and slapping it together and talking about bleached assholes on it. Bleach that! And um, don't call yourself a genius because you made shoes that look like Macedonian dancing shoes with a sole on them. I'm not having a go at Kanye, but I'm saying don't just go ripping around saying you're a genius, you know? And then even my producer last night, I was recording a new Vlad song. He's like, man, the guy's a genius. The guy's a genius. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm fucking doing the same shit as him, possibly even better music. And I and that's not being smug at all. But I'm just thinking to myself, is he a genius or is he just a super creative muso? You know what I mean? There's, I think there's geniuses out there that write the music, like, 10 parts of it, like even just Arcade Fire, and, and the lyrics are phenomenal. He's not talking about I'm a, uh, I'm a degenerate and I like head jobs, which is what Kanye says in one of the songs, for lack of better words. I can't remember exactly verbatim what it was, but it was something like that. When I listened to it, I was like, bro, you're 42 and you got three kids at the time. What are you doing, bro? Talking about bleached assholes and shit like that. Wake up. It's too much. You know what I mean? He's not even doing it in satire. Here, I'm doing it in satire. This guy's doing it as an experience. Yeah, so that was that was this morning. I went to the gym. I rolled my ankle last night in, in tennis uh, yesterday afternoon. I turned up with my mate. I was a little bit tired and flat and just 
kind of sloppy and you know, you just feel like oh, I can't be bothered. But he was pumped up to play and um, ended up getting on the court, played the first game he won, got to the second game, um, I'm smacking the ball left, right and centres and his stupid tennis court, because it's not being looked after correctly, that it's asphalt concrete, but there's like because of the heat and swelling and who knows what else, it's bubbled up. So there's like little nipples coming up around the court. Um, not little, the size of a fucking plate, you know, upside down plate, call it upside down soup bowl. And I've come like running from left to right to go and smack this like wide shot that my mate hit. And I've kind of jumped, leapt towards the ball, whipped the, the tennis racket at the ball, hit the ball. And as I've landed, my right foot has landed on the down slope of this irregular kind of inflammation of the asphalt. And as it landed not on flat, obviously you're not thinking, you think about the shots, my ankles just rolled. Boom, I hear a crack, and I just drop to the floor like a bag of shit. People that were watching around the courts, they're just like, oh, I just, gr-. the pain wasn't, say, 10 out of 10, but it was like a 7 out of a 10. Um, I didn't even have the guts to scream or anything I just held my ankle and laid on my back and didn't say a word for about five to six minutes and everyone's coming up to me hey bro you all right hey bro I had my eyes closed my hat on my sunnies and I just didn't say a word and everyone's like are you okay say something you okay I didn't want to say I didn't want to expend any energy whatsoever I was just my brain was going straight to that swelling ankle and just holding the thought there I'm like Eckhart told now so I was just holding that thought I was just like just hold it not saying anything to anyone, and then slowly people just pissed off, and my mate was standing there. My mate's tapping me with the tennis racket going, you're going to be all right, man. We've got to play this game. You're going to be all right. You've got to play this game. And I'm like, I look at him. I go, you normalin? Like, are you normal? Because I just smacked my – I just twisted my – I saw the the bottom of my foot as I fell down on this thing. I'm 100 kilos. Saw the bottom of my foot. And what are you going to do? You just want to play? And he goes, yes, I just want to play. I didn't come all the way here just to see you whinging like a little bitch, dude. Get up and play. Stand up on your foot. And I'm like, God, bro, I could have. I think I may have broken my foot. He's like, you didn't break it. You know, when you got mates like, hey, you didn't break it, bro. You didn't break it. Relax. You'd be in huge pain if you broke it. So I stood up and he starts getting on my nerves. So I stood up and I go, yeah. He goes, can you stand on it? I go, yeah, I can stand on it. And he goes, yeah, you're going to be a fine. Walk it off a bit. Walk it off. But because it was warm and I had already warmed up on the court and my ankle's swelling at this point, I just took his advice. I went and grabbed like a can of this kind of fit aid drink. It's got vitamin Bs and this, that, L-carnitine, L-glutamines, who knows what, other restorative shit. And I just sculled this thing. I think he's got 100 milligrams of caffeine as well, which is what spun me out. And then after that, I just got on the court and I played for another hour and 15 minutes. Uh, needless to say, when I jumped in my car to go and pick up my kids, I couldn't get out of the car afterwards. I put my foot down. I went, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, I was just thinking, fucking Tim. Muttered him, bro. Yeah, listening to these people. Yeah, so that happened. And today I'm walking around looking like a f- pregnant woman with cankles, swollen ankles. But, yeah, you do what you do, bro. It's a story to tell. It's an experience to learn from. I mean, I did both my ankles exactly the same, but actually worse uh, in 2015. 
When the first original Vladski was done in my car, interestingly enough, on the way to indoor soccer, I did a Vladski about my cousin Vlad, who opened up a coffee shop. He's from Bitola, Macedonia, opened up a coffee shop called Frofen, Frofenonia, short for Frofenonia, but it's just called Frofen. It's just a, it's like a cartoon of a lady with a, with a tongue out and someone pouring cappuccino in her mouth. Frofenonia. And he got the number plates Vlad for you on a 1998 BMW 7 Series. The fat wog, like he he just he just wanted like he wants class, status, power. Like he wanted that big thing. He wanted to drive around like Saddam Hussein or some French president from the 1800s. And they still got the car, the 1998 car. It's 25 years old now, and uh, the cafe's still pumping, bro. And he he sees me in the street. He's like, "Why don't you come for coffee, bro?" And I'm just like, "You do my head in." You know, I want to come, I want to grab a coffee. I don't want to chat to you. These, these barristers that are making coffee all the time, why, what's with the deep, you know, questions? You know what the question is? Sugar? Do you want it extra hot? Do you want an extra shot? Keep it at that, bro. Don't start asking me about what my daughter's doing or my bowel movements or what's your, how's your son's speech? What's your dad up to now? Is he moving houses? I'm just uh, look. There's too much every day for that depth of conversation. You know, let's let's do Friday convo. It's a Friday convo. I know to either avoid it or come in depending on how I feel. On a Friday, let's have a chat for five to six minutes while you make the frappuccino. But if it's every day with the fucking Britannic Encyclopedia of questions, I, I can't. I'm gonna ditch you. I'm gonna go and see the little Nepalese people over there and just go one almond latte, bro. And I go, you're not problem met. And they just pass it over. Done. Walk out. Get on with my day. Crack on. It's cracker, right? It's cracker. It's cracker. Worst word, cracker. You'll never hear me say cracker. You'll never hear me say cracker. Apart from here, satirizing that stupid word that's come up, that someone's come up with, cracker. It's cracker. You'll never hear me say cracker. Uh, You'll hear me say crapper. That's crapper. Metropolitan style, the best style in the world. When you wanna go change your kitchens and laundries and shit, cupboards and shreds. Yeah. Metropolitan style, bro. <laughs> you know what it is? Victorians, bro. Victorians, listen up. It's cracker. It's cracker. Listen up to Matthew Friedis and the boys at Metropolitan Stone. 30 years of experience in cabinet, kitchens, laundries, cupboards, built-ins, linen presses, benchtop changeovers, TV units, wardrobes. This is who you're going to be talking to, Matthew Friedis and the team at metropolitanstone.com.au. www.metropolitanstone.com.au. Email is Matthew, M-A-T-T-H-E-W, at metropolitanstone.com.au. He spells his name Matthew, like the biblical sense, not M-A-T-H-E-U or some new McGrath real estate agent from Double Bay that wants to stand out from the rest, but really we know what he wants to do. Matt, his number is 0425 0425797488. Kitchen changeovers, just change the bench top if you need, put new doors, whole new kitchens, bathroom stuff, TV units and wardrobes and built-ins and all that stuff that I mentioned. It's uh, that it's cracker, bro. It's cracker. That's who you want to go to, Metropolitan Stone, supporting the supporters that support the podcast. Make sure you mention Vlad and the Distap Podcast. Hey, Matt, how are you, bro? I heard you on the Distap Podcast. I'm from Brunswick West. 
could you come and fix my bathroom sink and could you come and put a new kitchen in? Yeah, man, we'll be there tomorrow, bro. You know, don't cut that. I'm not sure if he'll be there tomorrow, but check his schedule. Metropolitan Stone, support the supporters that support the podcast. Wrap. I said, Bruce, super convenience. Bruce, super convenience, bro. He's got some liquid death Bam, coming I in. I got my hands on some liquid death. This Sydney trip is paying yeah, dividends damn. already. Can't wait to import a stack of this for all of us. Liquid death, bro. I love this stuff, you know. It's a Bam. spark. Stop it, bro. I got my hands on. Anyway, this is Bruce Super Convenience. It's an ad for Bruce Super. It's a Canberra shop that goes around the whole Australia. The number one US food snack plug. So anything to do with like chocolates, chips, energy drinks, lollies, confectionery, sauces, dips. Uh, did I say chips? All of that is brucesuper.com.au, brucesuper.com.au. What's the incentive? 10% off a checkout for the code VLAD. You mentioned VLAD in the checkout on discount code or whatever. It says code there. Put VLAD, get yourself 10% off. He does these boxes, Black Friday Mystery Box for 50 bucks, Mega Black Friday Mystery Box for $99. He does uh, Every week he does like, um, uh, what's it called? Um competitions and giveaways and things like that. Been a sponsor for a long, long time. He's got new arrivals, everyday websites updated every day from Europe to Japan to Australia, New Zealand, America, um, even the Woggy Eastern Bloc European stuff. He's got Pac-Man, Cherry and Blue Raspberry Ghost Sour Candies. These are just just letting you know, Mario Kart mystery box item, racing cup candy tin, that's good. More Mario brick-breaking candies, new Super Mario star candies, Power Mints by Nintendo, The Legend of Zelda, Orange Sword, Sours Candy. So he's got heaps of cool stuff. You go to brucesuper.com.au, brucesuper.com.au, and you mention Vlad in the discount code, get yourself 10% off to support the supporters that support the podcast. Orange legal grand. Victorians. The best lawyer specialising in property law is Orange Legal Group in Victoria. Chartered accountant and a mortgage broker all under the one roof. It's the one-stop shop. They sleep there too as well. So they've got their beds in the walls and under the desks so they can get to emails and things pretty quickly, efficiently. Uh, Kenny runs the boys. Fantastic, like a tight-knit Chinese sweatshop. Um, fantastic prices, but the obviously the best conveyancing in Victoria for purchasing and selling properties. If you need to get a loan, they are the place to go. Orange Legal Group have got a full-blown mortgage lender working within their office and a chartered accountant to stitch everything. They are located in Essendon on Mount Alexander Road, but can do all works remotely these days. It's kind of the norm. They can call you, Zoom you, come over to your place. You can come over to them, anyone in Melbourne and in Victoria, no problem. Free assessment for financial situations um, because if you mention Vlad and also you get free contract reviews of any property you're thinking about purchasing, just hit them up and say, hey, Orange Legal Group, can you please have a look at this? I'm a Vladiator. Accountant will also look at your um, finances and and hook you up as well. So go to www.orangelegalgroup.com.au, orangelegalgroup.com.au, or call them on 8317-1070. Make sure you mention the Distap podcast to support the supporters that support the podcast. Uh, Orange Legal Group, supporters of this podcast. We're back. 
Hope you guys enjoy those uh, adverts for these companies. They're awesome friends of of the show and of mine now after so much uh, devotion to and support these guys, bro. That's all you got to do. I've been on a diet, so uh, you can see the angles on the camera if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, I'm sliced up. There's more definition than fucking Webster's Dictionary out here now. Then The neck, earnings deflation station, going down, feeling and looking much better. Uh, five kilos. I would say tip it on the head. It was four and a half, but let's say five kilos. You know what I mean? If I go and drop something, it could hit five kilos, which is good. Growing a bit of a beard. I do have the beard of a 14-year-old Asian boy, uh, which is not good. Um, I'm well in in my ages now. I'm not going to never reveal your age, especially if you've got sunnies on. And um, I still can't grow a beard. You're not a real man. Are you a real man? Can you even grow beard? Are you? Can you sit in sauna and drink half a liter of vodka and still reverse park, reverse, reverse park truck on a steep hill in Russian countryside? You can't do that. Are you a real man? Does your wife talk back to you? Does she look at you, question your authority? You're not man. You little pussy. So um, yeah, beard anyway. Lost five kilos. My dietitian got a dietitian. You know why? Because uh, I needed discipline this time around. It's very strange, but I, I went out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes you can't see a therapist and a psychologist because you can't work yourself out. You're still spiraling around with Dimchevce Borce Blagoce in the nightclubs and you're 34 years old, didn't know what day it is. Then you might see someone that might spark some intelligence in you. I mean, I'm thinking that this that podcast might do that for you guys, but maybe not. Who knows? Who cares? So I went and saw this lady and she was like, oh, yeah, tit's jiggling a little bit. Yeah, got a little bit of jiggle in the tit. Uh, we can administer these techniques for you. And she she did this. She goes, you don't need to exercise hard. I don't listen to that, bro. I exercise eight hours a week minimum, eight to ten possibly even. Um, yeah, a week. So, you know, that's why the shredding has become well, faster than what she initially prescribed or forecasted. So about five kilos has come off, 90 days of the alcohol, is stopped. I suppose that's helped a little bit. I'm not as bloated or whatever. I still smash some zero alcohol beers. Anyway, let's get into some uh, questions for Vlad. Uh, Ange Militovich. I don't know if she wants me to say the name. If you're going to cut that. New question. How do you maintain intimacy with your wife and have a good marriage with two young kids? That's a good question. Um, look, firstly, I mean, you, I've got to always put a warning at the start. I'm only speaking of my uh, experience. I can't be giving advice like I'm some psychotherapist, uh, but I can just give you my experience. And uh, that question is, how do you rem- uh, is it romance, did you say? Maintain? How do you maintain intimacy? Oh, going left. Oh, yeah, I could give you some advice on that. Go left. Yeah, that takes effort, bro. All right, there's a... A couple of ideas here. Yeah, you, you must uh, – if you let things go, like if you just let a boat go, it'll just go around in circles and you're just going to fall off it initially and get your head, your legs chopped off by the motor. But you need to maintain the relationship just like you need to maintain the, the tits and the body. That's for a bloke, not having to go you, Ange, but 
you know, you need to maintain, bro. The, the lawns you need to maintain. Same with the side of the... I remember looking at my missus going, look at our hedges in our house. Weeds had grown through the bottom all the way at the top, and then the weeds became a flowering plant on top of the hedges. So the hedges had become totally overrun by these weeds, bro. And I started getting philosophical about it. I was like, bitch, got the muttering, bro. They're my weeds. They're my uh, hedges, sorry. And I went in there, I'm ripping out these weeds like they you know, come to take my house. So it's, it's the same thing. It's like you've got to keep a watchful eye. You need to put effort in. Um, Port and Jettison, the psycho uh, therapist, I was just going to say psycho, he does look like a psycho a little bit on Twitter. Uh, I have noticed in the last few weeks, but, you know, maybe stay off Twitter, mate, you know, just stay off it. It angers you, obviously, just stay off it. But he's like, you need to dedicate time, like have date nights. You have to have it, bro. I'm going on a date night tonight with my missus. I don't think I'll be lifting legs, but... You know, that's another important thing. Like, I've got friends that they openly say to me, I never smash the missus. Like, it's once every now and then, once every three, four months. I'm like, no, 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 no. Huge mistake, bro. Big mistake. Huge. You know, like Van Damme said, you've, it's got to be more. You're young. You've got, you've got to have that love and passion for one another. Um, but that, the, you do your bit. You look good. You feel good. You're a bit funny, you have a laugh, you're lighthearted, and they do that as well. Like you could have husbands that come home and look at you like a mortgage and pressure, and that's not good, bro. So putting effort into maintaining – you had it at the start, so you can find it again. Communication is key, you know, communicating that this is important and we want to keep pumping. We need to take steps to do that. And it's hard and effortful when you fall off the wagon – it's like anything, like losing weight, like quitting drinking, like uh, stopping lying. That's another thing that 90% of the world, maybe more, 100% of the world is doing. It's like it's hard at the start. But once the momentum builds, oh, Jesus, you know, we go on date nights every week now. Our love light's gone up. You know, the kids, the kids are they're a byproduct of your love. Unless you're some business person starting a family and you go, these two children will be associates of ours. As we come home from our professional jobs and we have our peas and mashed potato and, and, and rump steak and these two children will abide by our rules and these children will observe the manner in which we feel is acceptable because they are, they, they, they are our creations. They wouldn't have been here without us. You listen to me. Melissa, you listen to me, David. Now that kid's just thinking, I can't wait till I'm older, bro. I can't wait. I'm going to accidentally burn your favorite records when you're out on holiday. So it's... It's a byproduct of your love. In my, this is my philosophical Vladdersdottle kind of idea. So you got to put the effort in, bro. Don't let go of the reins. Keep whipping that horse. Get it in order. You need to put effort in. Set aside time. Look your best. Try your best. Feel your best. Do it. If one leads, then the other shall follow. If one's staying shredded, staying tan beyond belief, hair's flickering. Just say that's you. Then this guy comes out with your husband, tits and a gut and wearing some umbro pants and a shirt from Lowe's, he's not going to feel good around you. You're not going to feel good around him as well. So you should leave from the same. Just say, look at me, bro. I'm coming out looking like Elle McPherson, and you're looking like Jack Black. We need to – the dynamics got to switch. Hurry up. You know what I mean? Jump on the treadmill next to me in the morning at Crunch Fitness. I would say that's, that's probably what you want to do. Um, and discipline these kids to give you that time. You know, the, the, the kids are a little tyrants, bro. They will take every breathing second 
off you if you allow them. But you've got to have some type of respect for yourself. And us wogs, we don't have any respect for ourselves. You know, we've been taught by parents that don't respect us at all. You know, you could become a brain surgeon and the parents will look at you, you shit. You don't not even sweep the front balcony, you shit. How can you live like this? You look at your shoes. Where's the shoe cabinet? You go, Dad, I just performed the, the, the double, I don't know, sectomy, brain sectomy. I've, I've cured people, I've helped people. Oh, it's a cure, help. You can't even get the blower out to take the leaves off. You're embarrassing. How do you live like this? So, you know, you've got to have a bit of self-respect. You, you punch it in, you go, listen, kids, Tuesday night I'm getting – a little lady called Dobrinka. She's coming over to babysit you. She's your auntie's next door neighbor. And she's going to come and look over, watch Bluey with you and eat some Sierra Lee cheesecake. And me and your dad are going to go to a French restaurant and argue uh, about you guys and why you've done our heads in. And then you're going to resent each other for a while. But then when you, the fifth or sixth time, you'll break the talking about the children and you'll go, Jesus Christ, pull over quickly at the Formula One hotel. Let's. F-. So that's the answer, I would say. All right, question for Vlad. Panos, will society crumble further or does Vladis Doddle see a correction in the matrix? Uh, yeah. Uh, do I want to be honest, bro? Uh, you know, there's there's people out there that are hyper, hyper positive, like uh, Gary Canavy. It's worth $200 million. Great to be hyper positive like that. Um, I... I see. Will there be a correction? Of course. Yeah, there will be a correction one day. It actually pains me to be positive about it when right now I can't see the positivity that much. Right now I can see the chaos and how that's manifesting into mental illness and uh, suicide and okay, uh, just um, friendship problems, familial problems, and, and people, you know, 14-year-olds doing horrible stuff in a Westfield janitor's closet and getting caught um, and girls 16 years old having only fans. I see all of that and I'm just like, oh, it's done. People have lost it. You know, that's why I named the tour. But society will crumble. Yes, that's – that's um, and, and it is. It is. It's like brick by brick kind of coming apart at the scenes, seams uh, right now. Uh, you can see it. You can feel it. Uh, anyone that's lived more than 20 years can. Uh, anyone under 20 years probably can't because you're a child up to 18 to two years ago. And, uh, you know, you might think that you're old, but you're not. You're two years. You've still got, you know, nappies on. You don't really know what you're doing. Um, I respectfully say that. Like, young people got mad potential, and they're going to be one day looking after us oldies. But I would just say, for now, take it easy, hero. Uh, after 35 you know, the brain in the male definitely comes up. And now these days, women take till 35 to get their brain screwed on. Back in my days, 25, it's an old woman. That's that's someone that's got their brain on, you know. But now it's like 35. Oh, I'm going to Snapchat and dance on a pole and all of that and fall over my shtickly and nearly fall into the Sydney Harbour because I've had 32 shots tonight. Stupid, mate. But... This is the culture that we live in. It's, it's probably been like that forever. Like, I remember being young, but I think people have lost it slightly even more now with the social media. I've said it many, many times. Social media is, is the driving force behind the destruction of the world, the division in the world. Good luck to us. Yeah, it is what it is. I rant like this every week on the podcast. Probably why you tune in because you go, he's got a point, this guy. Many points. Um. Will there be a correction in the matrix? Don't call it a matrix, bro. It is, it's a system, which I suppose I made another word for it, but it's 
It's human beings, bro. We are one body. The human beings are one organism. If you zoom right the fuck out and you have a look at the way we move and everything, it's one organism. It's it's kind of a brain. At least we're all somewhat similar, very similar, right? You're not mostly not cannibalistic people living in trees. We're mostly similar. There are still some people living in trees that are cannibals. Yeah, in Papua New Guinea, I've heard. All right, so if you're going to cut that, I haven't got verification. But that's what I've heard. People running around eating little children and stuff. Not sure. Could happen. All right. It might be in a movie that I saw. So you can't cut that and get me. Uh, yes, the West is a spoiled country, uh, spoiled um, system, but it's the best system in the world. Nothing is like the brilliance of the freedom that the West gave us. Right. But see, like on Monday, my son's having surgery. The people that are doing surgery on this, are brilliant people. They work on children, two-year-old children that have problems. They operate on these kids. And that's just brilliant. doesn't happen in communist countries. It doesn't. People die. You don't get, you don't get the treatment. There's lines. It's all one for you, for you, good for me, everyone equal. We come for equal here, equal there. It's like, no, 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 no. We got it right. The Western countries got it right. America, Australia, Canada, England, they got it right, bro. But now we're getting it wrong. Now we're losing ourselves, right? And I've told you, it's because the death of God has come up. It's not science. That's not even science. It's almost like the hatred of God. It's the hatred of even science. It's the hatred of that's a man, that's a woman. And you go, how's it a man? Huge, long, how's it a woman? You know, nice little... So it's and it now you're like you don't believe in God. God's bad. You don't believe in science either because oh tyranny. So it's like it's just these 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 antagonistic contrarian mongoloids that are coming out on social media, dividing everyone and confusing the daylights out of everyone. That's why the world, the society is falling apart. But it'll fall apart and reconstruct itself stronger. Like we always got to trip over, graze our knees. We always got to go break a few teeth to realize you can't bomb down that hill at 50 k's an hour on your skateboard. Your trucks are too loose and you're going to get the death wobbles and you're going to scrape the skin off your forehead, nose and chin and the entire left-hand side of your body. And you're going to learn, prick. And that's that's what we're currently doing. And it's our, our own cost. So what these morons are doing is going to affect the people that are not morons because we're intertwined as a body, as a state, as an organism. This is my philosophy on it, is you are not separate from society, bro. You will somehow need them. Unless you're totally off the grid and self-sustaining, that's fine. But if a war comes, then you're not self-sustaining. Then whoever's coming to take you is going to take you. You better move into the body at that point. So... Um, I thought about that philosophy of the body when I was in Bali. I was riding around on a scooter, crazy dangerous, with my missus on the back, holding a bodyboard under my arm, through these high peak, high traffic jams, flying 40, 50 k's an hour, and everyone was just moving, little beefs, beep, just moving in and out of traffic safely, and at what looked like the most unsafest um, traffic system that you would ever see. People going through lights, through intersections, the whole thing. But it worked. And I go, this is like a big bloodstream. 
It felt like that to me. It just felt like a stream of blood. We were in an artery and we were just like going through um, to our destinations. And that's how I felt. Well, again, Vladislav, the philosophies here. But that's just how I felt. And I feel that social media has made us more in tune with this demonic culture that's out there, and it is demonic, let's be honest. If you're going to use a word, you can say positive or negative if you want to be science. If you want to be religion-based, you can say godly or demonic, right? And demonic is the, the opposition of the good, it's the opposition of the truth, it's, the, it's the, the rebellion and the fight back of what is good, families, honesty, um, love, appreciation, respect, loyalty. It's like the opposite of us. Fuck you, bro. Let's do this. Let's do that. I can do what I want. Sleep around with whoever I want. Abort babies. I can go over here, get a face tat, scare everyone who I want. It's This is the thing. You don't realize you're young, bro. That's why you're acting like this. Again, you're a child in nappies. You don't know what you're doing. You're doing this dumb shit. You're young. You haven't got the rheumatoid arthritis starting in your hip yet. At 34 years old, when the final of the dragon tat is coming up your neck, and you go, oh, it's just very rigid in the morning, bro. Hugely rigid. Why is that? Did the ink go into my blood? Why is that? Oh, is the 15 years of just self-abuse in the nightclub? Okay, let's go to the doctor. Oh, you're going to need 14 injections a week now. You're like, oh, shit. What's that? It's, it's what there's a lot. It's getting old, bro. And if culture is led by the youth, then we're done. Culture should be spread thinly amongst everyone's got to contribute to culture. It can't be just between eighteen and twenty-eight people are, that that are that you're looking at on the television. You've got to look at the oldies as well. Thank God for Port and Jettison because he's sixty years old. We're looking. He's part of the culture now. He's looking in, but what's hype and all of that stuff? I think the two people that are hype at the moment is Port and Jettison and Andrew Tate, and these two people are what you would call conservatives, and that's kind of being hyped up as well. I've said it in a rant the other week in the opening Wagalog. Um, again, it's not worth bowing down or anything like that. Long rant about this, bro. Um, will society crumble? Get back to the – because I'm doing essays here, bro – Will it crumble further? Yes. That's my prediction. Yes, it will crumble further. I'll tell you how, right? This is how my prediction, and I reckon that this will this will work out pretty much exactly right. People don't want to work. People are lazy, and um, they are spoiled and entitled, okay? From now, not just young people. I'm talking about... Uh, because of COVID, people gave us, well, we got two years of free pay and we learned to do stuff and survive on minimal stuff, right? So people have backed off the work. Now the country's shut and there's people not coming in to take all your jobs. We're giving it to the Aussies uh, that don't want to do it, right? If you're over here. So if it doesn't open up and if things don't start to flourish with two rows coming over to do it, the medical industry, the transport industry, uh, the building industries, um, all of these industries that make the cogs turn in society will suffer because there won't be the, the turnover of professionals coming through. And instead of having, say, 1,000 doctors 
a year coming out of a certain area. There might be 500 doctors coming out of a certain area. People don't have the patience to finish their, their um, they drop out more. So if you're a bloke, you'll drop out more from the engineering. So instead of a thousand engineers coming out, there might be 500. What does that mean? Two things. One, there's a huge delay in time to do anything. So efficiency gets smacked in the mouth. Prices go through the king roof, bro. Because these people, the 50% that have made it through, they're like, oh, you need me now. Oh, I've only got 24 hours in a day, bro. Double. You're going to pay double. The bricklayers, double. If the young boys don't want to come up and do the bricklaying and just go and snatch a piece of pie for themselves, the older boys, they're going, beautiful, man, I'll do your job. Five bucks a brick. You're like, it was was $2.40. Yeah, five. Sorry, man. Or build your house and it fucking sticks like a bird. That's what's going to happen. And the doctors as well. Oh, you need a, you got to take your tonsils out? They used to be $1,700 now, $3,800 now. Sorry, man. I'm living in the Parliament House now. That's how rich I am. I get driven around like Saddam Hussein. It's, it's supply and demand. Well, can I, this is my prediction, right? I don't see a quick turnaround. I don't see it. I don't feel it. I'm watching. I'm watching real estate agents. They're nowhere. I'm watching real estate agents compared to when I started real estate agents and now – uh, totally different. The hustle's different. They want things now. I want it now. I want it done. I want a Rolex. I want a Beamer. I want it now. And you go to him, bro, you're, you've got a, a goatee that connects around here like Craig David. Beryl Jefferson, who's moved into the area in 1947, her husband went to World War II, doesn't want to give you the business. You've got a tattoo of a flower coming up onto your neck here. You're 24 years old. You smell on beer from last night. She doesn't want to work that. You can't have that. You need to door knock her for five years for her to like you and trust you to give her the business. I ain't got five years, bro. I want to get that free series M3 next year. I've got that Batman uh, Rolex, Superman Rolex. Like, brother, you, your mum called you to bring home milk last night. No Batman Rolex for you. No, no, no. Casio, G-Shock, Max. You can't be getting Rolexes. These are for people that have achieved things. Right? That's hence the $15,000 tag. That's why it's cost that much. The person that invented the Rolex, big brain. It works without batteries. And even though my mate the other night when he was wearing it, it said 9.30. I looked at my Apple Watch, it said it was 5 to 10. And I was like, this idiot didn't wind his watch. So this, this is my prediction of it. And now to cap it, I pray that I'm wrong. I pray that everything goes together, everything works out perfectly, but I have friends that own businesses, I run a business, my father runs a business, my sister works in big banks and all of that. All feedback in consensus is it is worse. Good luck. And I want a boutique I'm not going to go to 7-Eleven or BP A little freak I need Odyssey Odyssey coffee, bro You know it is Odyssey coffee, you know I haven't had an Odyssey coffee in a couple of weeks I miss it Shout out to the boys, Matthew and Jimmy 
the best coffee from Victoria, another Victorian gladiator, Odyssey Coffee. Please get some from www.odysseycoffee.com.au. Odyssey's O-D-Y-S-S-E-Y, coffee.com.au. Mention Vlad to get yourself a discount in the discount code there. You can email them admin if you want a big load of it, admin at odysseycoffee.com.au. Now, they have some of the nicest tasting coffee that I've had, jokes aside, Odyssey Coffee is cracker, bro. It's cracker. It's cracker, bro. So make sure you get yourself their their coffee is done from the grounds up, as they say, reimagined. They got a dedicated team of buyers and roasters, high consistency, flavoursome craft brewing, uh, unique blends of coffee, and they've also got um, decadent hot chocolate. So get yourself some hot chocolate as well with the missus when you rub up on the gadget, watching Netflix, and lift the leg up. Um, so make sure you touch base with Odyssey Coffee. Fantastic sponsors of the podcast, been on this uh, podcast for a a few seasons now, one season is three months we call it, Uh, so a few seasons, dedication station from the boys, love you very much, thank you very much for everything, Odyssey Coffee, O-D-Y-S-S-E-Y, coffee.com.au, mention Vlad, get of a discount, support these people that bring this show to you for free, wrap. Angel Grove, Toys and Collectibles, Toys and Collectibles, Toys and Collectibles, Fucking toys and collectibles. Angel Grove toys and collectibles. Discount code Vlad is live now. Ten percent off. Make sure you get into touch. Get into touch. Yeah. AngelGroveCollectibles.com, the best collectibles company. This Spider Man is going up in value as we speak. Hundreds of dollars. This is some Digimon stuff sent out to me. Philip and the team at. Angel Grove Collectibles. Coming into Christmas, make sure you get some, please. You go to angelgrovecollectibles.com, get yourself 10% off, order a load of stuff, order a couple of hundred bucks worth of stuff, support the supporters that support the podcast. I mean, what do I need to say and do, bro? These guys are very devoted people to the podcast. You can see they stay on seasons and seasons, and as we grow this podcast, they're obviously getting as much clout and uh, support for their business as well, but in the end, dollars and cents, we need to wrap, dude. They've got Power Rangers, Dragon Ball, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Digimon, Spider-Man, Pokemon, Marvel, DC, Demon Slayer, One Piece, Naruto, My Hero, um, their official band, Presto Partners, uh, 90s Nostalgia. They've made a shop about it. Now they're sending it around the whole Australia. Very passionate. Um, go to their website, angelgrovecollectibles.com. You can also shop on their Instagram, slash Angel, Angel Grove Collectibles. You'll find them straight away. They go to all of the Comic Cons and everything like that. They've always got to stand. Angel Grove, get yourself so your kids, your nephews and nieces, Get your dad something. If your dad loves Spider-Man or DC or Batman or Ninja Turtles or some um, Power Rangers, get on there and get it for Christmas. You'll get it delivered now. That way you're supporting the show as well because there's, um, as I've seen on the Spotify rap, thousands of people that are devoted to the show. So make sure you give every now and then back to these sponsors that are giving this show to you for free. Thanks very much. If you've got a business, please keep it safe. Keep the trolls from Afghanistan and Russia away. You need Virtuosis. What did I say? Virtuosis, bro. Keep the hackers at bay. Keep them away with Virtuosis, the number one. 
Perth-based slash Australia-based IT company. Make sure you get in touch with them because they're going to help you have a fantastic IT experience with your business, small, medium, or large. You know what IT is like. Most of them are based in Malaysia somewhere where you've got someone here in Australia that will look after you. A managed IT service, and it's like a subway for IT where you can pick and choose the services you need so you don't get smacked in the ass with a huge fee. Um, they can also come and have a look at your business and whether you're doing it efficiently, smoothly, and securely. Uh, if not, they'll give you the best advice. You hit them up, virtuosys.com.au. It's V-I-R-T-U-O-S-Y-S, V-I-R-T-U-O-S-Y-S.com.au. Every one of these podcasts, the, the details can, to connect with them are in the show notes. So just swipe up, get in the show notes and have a look on YouTube, in the show notes on Spotify, also on Apple Podcasts. Uh, email is disdat, D-I-S-D-A-T, at virtuosis.com.au, D-I-S-D-A-T, at virtuosis.com.au. Um, supporting these guys, you're helping this show come along smoothly. A great IT company in Australia, family-owned. Get in touch with them. The guys are, you know, computer wizards, and that's what you need to do. Support them. So you've got yourself a small business, go to Virtuosis to do your IT, and they'll look after you, especially if you're a gladiator. All right, wrap. Oh, loser. The tits are jiggling in the car, but I don't have motivation to get into shape. Help. Well, I just told you, bro, I lost a few kilos. Get the motivation. A few things that works with me is to weigh yourself. Um, uh, put that in writing on the wall uh, in your bedroom or whatever. I don't know if you're one of these clinical people that can't handle anything in sight. You have to stow it all in a cupboard like you're living in Ikea, which I know some of my friends is just got a nothing in his house when you walk in you go this is a garage with a kitchen in the corner but i'm not like that i'm a visual person i've got lots of paintings and artworks around the house and i'll just slap some shit on the wall say i'm a hundred and say my ideal weight is to be about 100 kilos i'm six foot three i'm pretty muscly i'm a heavy dude big wog eastern european bear grappling wog um and big legs as well huge And ideally, I look good around there, 100. If I hit 98, like when I did the Iron Man, looked mad, right? Looking completely and utterly shut up. That was when I started the Vlad channel. I was going shut up, about 100. Um, but during COVID and having the, the two kids and getting my head done in, I got up to 108 kilos. So I put 8% on. Um, and then I wrote that on the wall. So I put a goal that I wanted to be, which is 98, right? And I put 100 on the 108 on the wall, I put a date for 98. I gave myself six months. So you don't want to smack yourself in the mouth with six weeks. And then by the third week, you haven't even lost half a kilo and you're gone. You're going straight to Las Vegas pizza or you're driving through for a double quarter pounder and a chocolate sundae with extra topping down the bottom. You'll want to give yourself bite-sized stuff. So then you still can have the Las Vegas pizza and keep the tits jiggling somewhat less. So I put 108, this is my tips and then i was like say uh whenever i put it uh october say march 98 right so it gives you whatever the the week is i don't know 20 weeks or something like that and you work that out to be half a kilo a week you go that's easy as anything right you just have to be slightly hungry before you go to bed and that's it three or four hundred calories in deficiency and you're done it's very hard to get your head around because i remember when i was tanking i didn't feel like i could do it either but just slowly 
making the changes. I saw a dietitian. She she gave me the wrap. She was just like, listen, reduce your carbs. Don't be eating refined carbs and shit. You can still have carbs. Crack a banana if you need when you go for a run. Have some brown rice and tuna when you can. Um, you can have sweet potato mash, this, that. Once a week, you can have, twice a week, you can have cheat meals. So meals, not a full day of eating just like a hog, but cheat meals. So you have one pizza once a week, for example. This That's my cheat meal, pizza. And then you might have like pad thai and some entrees or whatever for another meal. That's another favorite of mine. Um, and then one cheat snack, so ice cream or beer or whatever you want so you've got that balance in there and then you just track it bro from 108 i put down 107.5 and then 107 then 106.8 and then 106 105.5 104.5 now 103.8 so it's it's coming down incrementally and consistently and that keeps you driving forward um and now when i see next time i go in a wane hopefully i'm sub 103 and then bang bang before you know it March comes, I might be 98, 97, 100, I don't know, around there. I'll be, I'll be at a goal. But it's all about uh, consistency and habits. And the habits must be visual. You, you gotta, to begin a habit, it must be visual, in my opinion. You gotta have things up that you keep you accountable, right? So I like writing them so then I can see it come a ticket off. When I quit smoking, I had 365 days on a wall where I just every day I'd just come home and tick it. When I got to the fifth day, I'd cross five. So I could count five, 10, 15, 20. When I got to 365, I was like, I'm cured from durries. I'm not going to smoke again. Um, and a couple of years later, I started smoking a bit again, but quit them again. So I've quit twice. Now I haven't smoked for a couple of years again. I don't know why 2020, I, I punched a few durries and it's very, very insidious, horrible habit. Um, I don't like it. I love it. That's the problem. I love it, and that's why. So make a visual, make it fun, and then like, yeah, you know I mean, like you get you go thirty days, you're gonna do it, and you lose say three kilos. Uh, just get yourself something, bro. Go and buy yourself an electric skateboard, like I did, and go and cruise the streets and and try to not graze every you know portion of your body. I don't know, buy something you like, or go to the Formula One next year or something. Set a goal and give yourself. You're gonna buy a jet ski, bro. I lose ten kilos. I'm gonna buy a jet ski. Now the tits don't jiggle. I can jump on a jet ski. So give yourself a little bit of an incentive to do it. That's my opinion on it, bro. Uh, everything in moderation as well. Don't go hardcore. Go keto. Oh, my missus went keto. She was eating blocks of chocolate like fucking – no, blocks of cheese like Stuart Little at 11 at night. I go, what are you doing? She goes, I've got to get fat in, man. I go, have an avocado. you got to have an avocado. She goes, who can stomach four avocados a day? Who can stomach just salmon and avocados? She's just eating cheese, blocks of cheese. Like that rat ratatouille in that French movie. I'm like, then it's not, it can't be good for you, the keto. She goes, no, it's actually really good for your heart because you're having no carbs and it's just fat. And I, it didn't sit well with me. I can't eat that much fat without having other things. But yeah, so just go the balanced Mediterranean diet and wrap. Questions for Vlad. Matthew Russo, how to get into real estate young? Well, real estate has a high level of entry, bro. You have to understand uh, there's a five-day course called the Certificate of Registration, which you need to go to the REI or other you know, accredited associations that can give you those um, certificate to begin, and then you start real estate five days later. It's easier to start real estate than it is to work at McDonald's. Uh, you get in, and you get in where you fit in, really. Real estate is a game for people that don't want to study. Uh, they don't want to study anything um, so specific. They just want to be general people that can go in and out and have a, an, an exit route. 
Let me tell you something about real estate, bro. It's not a game, okay? It's a game, but it's not a game, if that makes sense. Speaking in parables over here. Um, it's not a game that you should waste your time on. I know for a fact I spent many years in this in that game, and it is something that you should take very seriously. Otherwise, you will uh, fail dismally and uh, have much regret and time lost that you can't replace, bro. So, and just because you're young doesn't mean you should listen to Gary Canavan and say, oh, "I'm going to spend ten years in real estate." Do it, but if your heart is not in real estate, if your heart is in mechanics, then you should go and do your mechanics course and go and work for Audi, dude, and work on some of the best cars that you want to work in their life. Audi, of course, Porsche, that whole family, umbrella, this, that. But, you know, don't get in for the quick buck. There is no such thing as a quick buck in real estate. There is, but it's like quick once or twice. That's it. Then you can't do it again because uh, the, the game is for people and, uh, and the game is not for um, – Sales. It's not a sales game. You, you are making sales, but it's a people game. You're in the service industry, in my opinion. Uh, you're wrapping, stitching, and plugging human beings into their most valuable asset or selling their most valuable asset. It's high responsibility. In my office, there was a rule that people did it, couldn't get into sales as a salesperson unless they were married with children and a mortgage. This was in the 2000s, early 2000s, from 2001 to 2000. 12, it was good. The office was mad. Um, younger guys could come, no worries, bro. We always had young sales creators, people that were out there looking for listings, getting their foot in the game. Um, I was one of those guys. I turned into a full-fledged salesperson in 2007. I wasn't married out of misses, though, and I had two investment properties, so that kind of qualified. They were like, yeah, you're all right, mate. You're all right. Um, but if you're living with your parents in a grain flat, eating cheese and tomato sandwiches, uh, and you haven't even dedicated yourself to buying a, you know what I mean, a new suit, you've been wearing the same suit for two years, because you think you can wing it, um, then you couldn't be in sales. Now you can be in sales. Now you can, um, and you can have the most boring career of all time, because it's a balls-deep uh, career. You go all the way. Um, you know what career you can do sometimes? Lawn mowing because you don't care and you just wait for the weather to be good and you go out and start the victor up and lawn mow and it doesn't matter. And you, all you have to do is just make sure that there's lawns to mow. So you need to just keep the pamphlets going out. There's some lawns to mow coming up. Or you know some people and you go, I'm going to come over and mow the lawn. The commitment level small. Uh, the commitment level to real estate is very, very, very high because the commitment is cultivating uh, a roster of potential vendors uh, that are going to drip feed to you over the time. But then you're up against me, bro. You're up against John with the Ford. You're up against Bill with the Beamer. You're up against Daniela Risky Bitch. You're up against all these agents. I mean, what's that little Vietnamese lady called? Uh, Kindy Surprise. You're up against her. So it's not just there's, – there's no quick pill. The sorry, sorry, guys. I know you get Uber Eats and you can, you know, renovate a McDonald's burger these days. Your choice is to the roof. But in the real world, in real estate, no such thing, bro. Uh, no quick fix. Long time. Five to ten years. Minimum is five. Uh, ten is probably average. But minimum for if you're a brilliant guy, five years you'll, you'll hit mad strides. Uh, one of the best agents I've ever met. Um, he's not the best to say like world class at all, but he was very good. Like he made a million bucks in a year, which is very, very good. It took him five years to make that million bucks. Uh, but one thing I did notice about him, 
he started, and within the first year or two, my clients were, he was working with us, my clients were going, do you know this guy, man, William? I go, yeah, from from your, my office, yeah, yeah, but he came over, he was door knocking the street, man, that guy's, that guy's a legend, bro, that guy's good, bro. And I didn't hear that from one. I heard that from a dozen people, and I go, he's in the path. Because when people are talking about you, um, when people are sharing you and all of that stuff, and I know in this world that I'm in now how that feels. It's it's very rewarding feeling. It feels um, great to know that you're contributing something and people like it and it's valuable to them. Uh, if you're if you're out there in real estate and you're somewhat introverted and you can't be bothered, you know, prospecting and all of that stuff. And I'm going to talk about you and I'm going to give you the time of day and you'll make between 40 and 80 grand a year. And to make that 40 and 80 grand, it's fucking hell. So pick a different path. But if you're fully committed to it, um, and if you're young, you don't even know what day it is. So um, again, I'm, I'm ripping into young people this episode, but people were ripping into me when I was young as well. And I, I didn't argue again. I'm like, Who, what did you say? I don't know shit. I don't know shit. I didn't argue back at him. There's a 40-year-old telling me something. I'll be like, all right, bro, all right, relax. I got it. Uh, thanks, man. Thanks for the advice, hero. But I still listened, you know. But, yeah, so go in and test it. I've said this story before. I had this guy called Andrew that he used to be a musical guy, and he goes, I want to get into real estate. You turned up in a Monaro, you're shredded, this before the Audi. And I go, all right, no worries, bro. So I gave him the manuals to study. He studied for about three months. He was he had to do an exam to get into the office. And then before he started, he had this like uh, uh, you have to you have to go out and do a field test. And he goes out to do this field test. Um, we have to knock on doors for two days straight. You have to bring at least one listing lead each day. Uh, one or two, I don't know, something like that. But you got to go, and someone's going, yeah, actually thinking about selling, man. When they say that, then that's one, right? And you can go home for the day. So he comes in at the end of the first day on the fifth day. The guy's sweating. He had a ponytail. He looked like the drummer from fucking a 90s band, Pearl Jam. And he was sitting there in this old grey suit that he got from Roger David and Katastrofa, some shoes from Hush Puppies. Okay, this guy's not an agent. And he just sat there and he was sweating. He started crying. And I go, why are you crying? He goes, this is the worst job I've ever done. I was like, you are blessed. You're blessed by God because you got out now. Imagine you found that out eight years in or for 20 years in, worse. So you're very honest with yourself. I mean, very assertive as well to, to work out how quickly you do and don't like something. It's awesome. So he just quit right on the day and then he moved on. He got into I still kind of know the bloke and he's doing greater things. So that's the that's my warning to to you. Real estate's a it's a fantastic it's cracker, bro. It's cracker. Fantastic career if it suits you and if you have got the um dedication station to do the hard yards. Five years, bro. People are gonna tell you eighteen to twenty four months. Yeah, for sure. But again, that won't sustain. If you take your foot off at eight at twenty four months, if you start doing good shit and you take your foot off the gas. For 24 months, you've not generated enough waves for the surf to stay up. It'll just flatten out the next year. Gone. 
If you take six months off, then no one ever going to call you back again. If you do five years of hard yards, then you'll have a couple of years of lag where people will still remember your name. They'll still keep you in mind. Even if you move to Saudi Arabia with Andrew Tate so you can smoke argilla all day and drink 24 coffees, then you can still get the calls every now. Hey, it's Roger. Hello. Hello. How are you, Philip? It's Roger here from, from Winchester Road. How are you doing? I'm thinking about selling now. And you're like, <sighs> Roger. I've turned to Islam with Andrew Tate at the moment, but I'll be back next year. I'll wait for you, mate. I'll wait for you. You'll still have that knock-on effect, you know what I mean? Um, so that's what I would say. Uh, I forget your name, <clears throat> whoever it was. Thanks for the question. That was the answer. Matthew Russo. Rap. Uh, thanks very much for tuning in to this that podcast. Episode 120, I uh, hope you guys have a mad weekend come up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap it, you know what I mean? Um, that's it because I've got things coming up. I'm going to go out to dinner tonight. Gotta love you, gotta leave you, bro. This is a Kendrick Lamar song called Father Time featuring Samfa. I really like it, man, because he's, he's got a way with words and if you pay attention, he's pretty wise. I come from a generation of home invasions. And I got daddy issues, that's on me Everything the four was that taught me May have his very deep, that man knew a lot But not enough to keep me past them streets My life is a plot, twisted from directions That I can't see, daddy issues All across my head, told me fuck a foul I'm teary-eyed, wanna throw my hands I won't think out loud, a foolish pride If I lose again, won't go in the house I stayed outside, laughing with my friends They don't know my life Daddy issues made me learn losses I don't take those well, mama said that boy is exhausted He said go fuck yourself if he give up now let's go costing life's a bitch you could be a bitch or step out the margin i got up quick i'm charging baskets and falling backwards trying to keep balance oh this the part where mental stability meets talent oh this the party breaks my humility just for practice tactics we learn together so it loses forever daddy issues. I mean, practicing on day